Hello and hi, welcome to another Slice of Sci-Fi. I'm Summer Brooks and we are here today to talk about a new horror thriller called The Friendship Game out from RLJE on November 11th. And it is my pleasure to welcome back Brendan Meyer. I don't know if you remember, but we chatted with him about Color Out of Space a little while back. And now he is one of the leads in what has got to be one of the most messed up final weekends, final weeks of a bunch of friends about to leave high school, leave home. And what is it about teenagers and the inability to stay away from creepy objects being sold to them (laughs) by creepy old ladies? I'm like, just look at the TV commercials to say, nope. Nope, not going to happen. <laughs> Hi, Brendan. Hi there. Hi. Thanks for having me back. This is great. Oh, so what was there anything in particular about the script for the friendship game that uh, interested you, that, that got you hooked into wanting to do this? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I think it was the kind of crazy ride of it, for sure. Uh, the way you know this this object that the uh, the teens foolishly as you said uh, <laughs> wind up taking from the yard sale uh you know just the way that sort of that stuff manifests is really interesting because it sort of plays tricks on the audience and plays tricks on on the characters as well in that way that it was just a fun read um there was a lot of kind of potential there for for kind of a pretty cool experience and you know that coupled with you know, the characters were all really multifaceted. You know, there was there was kind of real human, interesting character stuff going on about just friends and kind of relatable friendship dynamics. And then there was just, you know, without giving away too much spoilery-wise, the game changes people and dynamics and things in a way that, that kind of allows um, for different types of performance and, and portraying the characters in different ways, um, which I thought was uh, pretty exciting as an actor. So those two things together were, were, were super exciting. Yeah. This one seemed to be more of a hidden emotional journey than a horror, uh, blood spattered, messy, uh, adventure even though there was some some blood spatter and 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 some some mess along the way yeah (laughs) the it just it just i am interested and i'm fascinated by the horror movies that delve into uh people's emotions when they are either in denial about what they're going through or what they think they're going through and how those external forces affect their relationships. And this one, the friendships really came to the forefront. There's like a, a standoffishness at the realization that they may not see each other mm. as often going forward. Cause they're all going their separate ways to college, to other towns or whatever. And then they still want to stay together and that mm. that push pull that tension and the way the game played on that to me was a fascinating uh look how how did you approach the i'm trying to say this without spoilers uh rob's 
uh, <laughs> intention. Yeah, Rob. Okay, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Rob's evolution during the course of this. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting balance because you know one of the things that was constantly sort of a conversation with Scooter and with people is is you know at what points is is the game using rob uh at what points is the is is rob sort of not necessarily in control of his own actions um and at what point is rob kind of making mistakes or not listening to his friends or not sort of so that kind of balance without getting into spoiler specifics that sort of balance was definitely one of the interesting challenges um was sort of figuring out um what that was and what that meant for the performance which is is you know if if someone is sort of changing as a person because of decisions they're actually making that's a very very different that's going to manifest itself differently than um someone sort of being i don't want to say possessed but sort of um you know their brain being messed with in this sort of interesting kind of supernatural way um so that stuff was super interesting just figuring out the balance of those two things um as well as creating a very um likable grounded kind of floor for the character to start at um that that you kind of understood why he was friends with the girls and and why people liked him and all these different things so you kind of have to keep all those balls in the air as an actor uh when you're kind of plotting a character that sort of starts one place and winds up in a couple different places uh towards the end now the director scooter corkle did he have any specific uh, instruction or direction about how he wanted uh, you and the 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 others to interact during those. I'm going to say the flashback scenes, but also going forward when they're one person cotton goes missing, and that stresses <laughs> everything, and that changes a whole lot of dynamics, and you can see the shift in the the remaining three did he have any specific requests about that yeah yeah i mean nothing crazy specific again it was just sort of digging into where sort of what the moments could be because sometimes you know the the characters because they're in this sort of heightened environment and and things are sort of getting confusing it was sort of he would he would play a little bit on on the confusion of that i think sometimes the characters are a bit are not just scared or or having fun or whatever they're, they're sometimes they're they're genuinely searching confused to how much of their reality has truly been altered and so he did a good job of sort of layering in that kind of stuff too and and creating sort of an ambiguity at times which I think is awesome because sometimes as an actor, I feel like that can be something that can be difficult to get to right away. You're sort of looking at the script and you're going, okay, what's this scene about? Let me attack it this way. Let me attack it from the exact opposite maybe. Uh, and sometimes a director like Scooter, who's so good, can kind of come in and be like, just just try this, a little softer, a little ambiguous, uh, stuff like that. Uh, so that was kind of the stuff that I thought he did really, really well was sort of giving himself options in the edit and then giving us options as performers about kind of where, where the performances were going to kind of get to. For you, what was uh, the most fun scene to, uh, to play out? 
Mm, the most, the most fun. Um, I, well, I, I, it was really fun. I love doing this, the scene where, uh, I sort of drive and park this car and then there's a train coming behind me. Cause that was kind of a shot that we really had to work to get right. Cause we were sort of stealing the train going by. <laughs> uh, that was pretty fun because that was like very like it had to stop it a certain way and come out and get the bag and you know i that it, I, it even in the moment it just felt like oh this is going to be pretty cool and like going through and there was even some stuff that got caught of like me going around buildings going back to the house so um it was definitely uh that was kind of a fun day just because that shot was cool and it, it just it, I, I liked how it turned out in the final edit and it's it, it's fun when you sort of try to inject some of that stuff uh and also the party sequence was great that was also probably my favorite that was probably my actual favorite even though i have fond memories of the train thing is just just shooting that party sequence that opens the film that that place that we shot the party um was sort of an old hospital that it was about to be demolished and so they were able to kind of go in and do um kind of original graffiti art on a bunch of the walls and really transform that space and they had the fire going and, and and they actually had like some djs on set so that that was a pretty cool um day uh because not only did they actually create this sort of fun party environment, you know, as an actor, you kind of had to kind of embrace that uh, uh, as well um, because that feeded into the performances. So that was actually really fun too, because you kind of got to have some fun uh, on set because, you know, that's what it, the scene demanded. Now, did you do uh, your own, shall we say, stunts? Because there was a couple of sequences where you're climbing in and out of windows. There's, Another sequence where you're in uh, what looks like a koi pond. We won't elaborate on that. Uh, sure. But <laughs> were, were, was that you? Um, a lot of it was, yeah. I mean, a lot of the climbing into the windows was uh, just climbing off something that had been set up uh, or, or falling onto a, a pad. Uh, and yeah, the uh, the pond thing was was me and I was in the, the cold. I mean, the water wasn't that cold, actually, but it was cold when you got out of the water. Um, and so, yeah, that was definitely uh, uh, an intense day. I mean, there's really no other way to do that stuff. If you're going to be in a pond, you as the actor has got to get in there. Thank God I didn't have to submerge, but... Um, you know, you get in and, and yeah, you kind of got a wet legs and wet socks <laughs> and, uh, you know, you just kind of kind of go for it. And, uh, you know, that's that was one of those days that you just kind of there was emotional stuff going on, but but also just technically in, a, in an uncomfortable spot. Uh, and you just got to kind of push through it uh, to get, um, you know, get the shot and, and get what kind of what's required and you know it's not like it was unsafe or anything like that so you just kind of do it and uh and uh, <laughs> you know uh that's another thing you got to balance as an actor uh you're not always going to be put in uh, a warm comfortable spot to give a performance but <laughs> true, sometimes that's true. not sometimes that's not going to lead to the best performance anyway sometimes it's nice to get out of your head and be in a, a, a situation like that because then you just sort of have no choice but to kind of just get it out uh and and that can actually be better than kind of being in, in your head too much. Yeah, this probably isn't too much of a spoiler, but uh, how how often were they painting blood on you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty often. And, and there's blood on my hand and I was holding things. And so then it, the things you're holding kind of stick to your hands. Uh, 
but you know what? Uh, I I'm used to uh, I'm used to fake blood over the years. So you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's something I'm used to now, and and uh, I don't enjoy when you know the problem when you have that kind of blood is you you know it gets inside the creases in your hands, and then your hand starts to stick to itself, and uh, I hate that. But you know, it's all it's all it's all part of it, and uh, you just got like I said before, you kind of got to just jump in uh and 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 get her done and 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 hope that that's that's where some of that some of that pre-work is helpful because you know if you if you do the right work with the director and yourself ahead of time you sort of have a sense of what's going to be required in these scenes and hopefully how to play them and so then that stuff can kind of come out naturally uh when there's sort of extra bits of business or things that you need to be aware of so horror movies are still fun for you and uh are are there any more coming up for you yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a movie called Unheard that I'm going to be in that's going to come out early next year. I don't know exactly when yet, so I guess I can't say because I don't know. But uh, but that's a horror film as well, so I'm excited about that. That, I think, turned out really, really well. I've seen a little bit of footage from it. It looks really cool. Um, so, yeah, so there's that uh, for sure. And then, yeah, just a lot of other things in the works, and I'd love to uh, jump back into horror any any chance I get. And um, definitely genre in general, horror thrillers, the kind of stuff I'd love to kind of dip into as a writer director as well. So I'm always kind of thinking about that writing wise. Uh, anytime I'm not working on set or don't have an audition, usually I'm going to spend some part of that day either physically writing something or thinking about it. Uh, so yeah, just kind of trying to stay plugged into that side of it as well. Cool. Well, Brendan, I'd like to thank you so, so much for yeah. your time and your insights on the friendship game today. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. We'll have some links to where you can see The Friendship Game when it's out in theaters, on demand, and digital on November 11th. And uh, we can find you on social media anywhere. Yeah, Brendan K.J. Meyer at uh, Twitter and Instagram. Cool. We'll have links to those. Again, the movie is The Friendship Game, November 11th. Check it out. And we'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi right after this. Escape Pod is your destination for the best in modern short science fiction. Our intrepid crew of editors and hosts will bring you fun, thought-provoking, in-flight entertainment every week as the pod careens around the multiverse. In the mood for a classic, we've got Anson Mount, also known as Captain Christopher Pike, reading Theodore Sturgeon. Want something a little more up-to-date? Jennifer R. Donahue's surveillance fatigue has you covered in every sense. From classic space opera to intimate character drama, from heroic alien pets waiting for their families, to herds of literal Einsteins and the benevolent conspiracy they're hatching, Escape Pod has it all at escapepod.org. So buckle up, because it's story time. Hi, this is Barbara Crampton, and you're listening to Slice of Sci-Fi. Ooh, scary. And once again, the movie is The Friendship Game, available November 11th. Uh, 
This one I have kind of mixed feelings about. Uh, I really, really loved Color Out of Space. That was just, the psychedelicness of it was a lot different than the mind games that were played in the friendship game. There was a whole sequence with a kid who was a voyeur who was hacking into webcams watching our four lead characters. And I'm not sure what that was even in there for. I don't know if there was some effect they wanted to show how the the game was affecting everyone. But it was, it distracted from the main storyline. And I still can't figure out why that was even in there. So it's one of those things where the movie has a lot of pluses. But that one element took away from those pluses for me, for me anyway. I'd like to hear from any of you. If you check out the friendship game, let me know uh, how you felt about the extra (laughs) participant in the game. Or, you know, maybe I just missed something. I don't know. Leave a voicemail. Give us a call. The number is 602-635-6976. Call in, leave uh, your comment, or ask a question of your own. Or you can shoot me an email, summer at sliceofsci-fi.com. You can also come to the website, sliceofsci-fi.com, and leave your commentary or questions in the discussion section for this episode. You can listen to Slice of Sci-Fi on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Player FM, and iHeartRadio. And if you're listening on Apple or Stitcher or Podchaser, please leave a review. Let people know you are enjoying this podcast and maybe they should check it out for themselves. You can follow us on Twitter at Slice of Sci-Fi. Since it's really the only platform we're on other than YouTube, I don't think things will change with how uh, interacting with folks. I'm definitely not chasing a blue check mark. (laughs) It's uh, just not that important anymore. Did I say that out loud? Yes, I did. I'd like to thank everyone who is currently helping to support Slice of Sci-Fi, the network here, all of the podcasts and websites that are part of this little Slice of Sci-Fi universe. Your donations through PayPal and Ko-fi, your pledges through Patreon really do help keep all of the media, all of the digital bits online. And for that, I thank you. I'm really appreciative of your support, your continued donations, uh, especially now going through some health issues and I have some 
unexpected and unfortunately uncovered medical expenses. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with that. But your help in keeping all this stuff online really, really is appreciated, truly. If you'd like to add your support, the place to go is patreon.com slash slice of sci-fi. You can pick a tier for your monthly pledge and all tiers are eligible for perks. Every month I pick a winner out of the hat and that person gets to choose from materials I have here. Books, DVDs, Blu-rays, 4Ks, items I've been sent for review that uh, I no longer need, no longer want to keep. Uh, Most of the stuff I get I can't keep because of space reasons, and some of them I do broader giveaways on, like the Event Horizon Anniversary 4K. That was uh, a fun giveaway, one happy winner there. And uh, we had two happy winners of the brand new edition of the Star Trek cookbook. So keep an eye out on Twitter (laughs) for uh, bigger giveaways. I believe one of the brand new 4K Star Trek movies is up next for a new giveaway. So keep an eye out for that. But once again, if you want to help add your support, your donations, your pledges, the places to go are patreon.com slash slice of sci-fi, ko-fi.com slash slice of sci-fi, that's ko-fi.com slash slice of sci-fi, and paypal.me slash sci-fi summer. Uh, we also have slice of sci-fi.net, which is slowly <laughs> being built up. It's a site where we are curating books, movies, TV shows that are maybe unusual, maybe slipped by your your radar over the years. A lot of indie films, a lot of movies we talked about here on the show. And books, TV shows, the stuff that's curated from everyone here who does reviews and commentary on the shows. Check it out. Everything that's there is an affiliate link. So you purchasing items from there also helps support this show. By the way, Criterion Collection, brand new 4K, uh, Night of the Living Dead, choice. Anyway, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi next week. Take care. Mm -hmm.